When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Educating Josh, in which the three of us, James O'Neill, I, Luke Cutforth, and our special guest, the YouTuber Leah Hakzakis, bring together three of the most divisive stories of the week. Our wonderful Josh Winslade will have 20 seconds to respond with his gut feeding on the story with absolutely no research, after which we will have an attempt at Educating Josh. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I think that was so cool. <laughs> I like your enthusiasm, Leah. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I'm one of those YouTubers that doesn't mind being called a YouTuber, so I'm That's thrilled cool. to be here. Very refreshing. You guys didn't meet Leah last time, did you? We did. I was on tour, which makes me sound really you cool. You're such a I celeb. I was with you on He tour. was driving around in his own car, meeting people in parks. So let's not... <laughs> yeah, tour! Not that cool. Sorry to shoot you down, Luke. Exactly. Cheering, am I? <laughs> okay, so last week... We had two special guests, but my story was first, and I asked, should venues be held legally responsible for deaths caused by events on their property? And we have, I think, the most divided audience of all time here. 43% yes, 45% no, and 12% other. It is, is, I think it is a fine line, isn't it? I think the only way to do it, though, is that... Everyone should be responsible mm. when it comes to a death. I liked what you said, which was everyone should think they're responsible. Everyone should treat themselves as could I have done something better, rather than yeah. just go, "Oh, how responsible am I, and how much can I get away?" And if with? everyone did that, we wouldn't have to legislate for it. Yeah, everyone exactly. just took on the burden. Okay, and AK on Twitter said people need to take responsibility for their own actions. Thank you, Josh, for that that point, <laughs> and AK as well. If I punch someone at Argos, it's my responsibility, not the shops. <laughs> I love that. And please don't punch someone at Argos. <laughs> I, I mean that's. Very true, um, but I think in this situation there was a. Uh, it's about. <sighs> it's different because Argos didn't choose to put on a mosh pit. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, or allow that to happen. And or there was high security. Yes. Yeah, so I, I completely agree with you, AK. But I, it's a little bit more complicated than that. Second last week was Ben's story. James, could you please tell us how it performed in the polls? This was also quite divided. Ben's question was: Is it time that we close zoos? And forty-nine percent of people said yes. Forty-four percent said no. It's like we have the Brexit voters listening. <laughs> <laughs> no one can make up their minds on anything. I, I, I kind of, I thought it would go completely the other way. I thought it would be pretty much fully yes. Yeah. So I think if that was my initial reaction, I think I did an okay job of representing the other side of that initial mm. knee-jerk reaction to pull it to where it is, if that makes yeah. sense. 
Um, but yeah, I, I think especially in the case of this one, um, definitely go out there, do some research yourself, and look at your local zoos that you've been going to and see whether you agree with going to them or not. On yeah, that exactly. point, mm. weird thing that happened to me the day after we recorded that episode, I've been invited to go and look after big cats on a zoo. Oh, yeah. And so I'm going to do that first-hand research, oh. and I'll, tell, I'll come back and tell you whether it's okay or not. That sounds amazing. like a nice yeah. zoo. That sounds like a zoo that wants to help animals and not just be like, here's an animal, look at it. So I'll tell you what, what that's like in about four months when I do that. Okay. Speaking of research and helping animals, Ella on Twitter said, zoos provide a huge basis for research on diseases and epigenetics in animals that can benefit the species as a whole in the long run. Although national parks are often a happy medium, zoos serve a purpose. Nice. Mm. I love that we get a whole different thing which we didn't think about when we listened to the polls. Yeah, I don't think any of us raised that point, so that's really good. And third was Zara's question. Leah, how did that perform? Uh, So Zara's question was, should there be a minimum age for being an influencer? Good question. Mm. Uh, Yes, uh, 61% of the people... 61% said yes, 35% said no, and 4% said something else. What do you think? I think... There should be, yeah. I yeah, really this, do. this was in I regards really to that think... to the one-year-old baby that's now got fifteen thousand followers on Instagram. You what? Who's, oh my god! Whose who's mother doesn't allow other family members to take pictures because it would interfere with it with His their brand. brand. The brand of the baby. <laughs> the brand of the baby. Oh I can't god. deal. Um, I... uh, well, Dan- Daniel said on Twitter, "The kid doesn't care right now. It's going to grow up rich. People are only upset because they're jealous." <laughs> You tell Maybe me that's true. <laughs> I, I think well, that's a bit true. There's probably some truth in that. You know that, when you I see really? like kids on Instagram wearing like a Rolex and just driving a Range Rover and you're like... Sorry, what kids that's do you uh, follow on Instagram? Saudi princes. Guys, they're on the Explore page. That, you'd be lying if you say you don't look at it. That became a trend, didn't it? Like the Instagram flexing or whatever it was called. What, Did is that it? just like showing how much... That's been popular since the beginning, I think. Okay. I haven't paid enough attention to the internet. Forbes just released a list of the top 10 highest earning YouTubers and number one was like an eight-year-old kid. It's, it's the boy it's that the boy opens... Boxes, um, yeah, yeah Ryan Unboxed Toys or something. I can't, I can't wow. Remember. Yeah, he dwarfs Oh, Ryan Reviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah he, in, he made in like... subscribers as well? Mm. But he made... Not, not no, like... no, 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 no. PewDie's the biggest in subscribers and this is a PSA. We need to keep PewDie above T-Series. Yes. yes. Everyone subscribe I'm to so PewDiePie. Glad you're following that. <laughs> Everyone subscribe to PewDiePie. <laughs> Please. Um, he's the most in subscribers, but the boy on boxes is so much bigger in terms of views. It's Can't ridiculous. wait to go home and watch He him. made like 20 million last year. <laughs> All right, well, thank you. Wait. 20 million dollars. Wow. Or 22, I can't remember. What am I doing with my life? All right, well, thank you for your responses in the polls. It is time for the first story of the week, and that is my story. Okay, so my story this week comes from The Guardian, and it is that Kevin Hart steps down as Oscars host after three days of controversy. Here are the three things you need to know. Last week, comedian Kevin Hart posted an apology to the LGBTQ plus community on Twitter for his past insensitive words. He said, I've made the choice to step down so as not to become a distraction. This came after a significant number of Hart's tweets in which he used homophobic slurs were reposted on Twitter. A video of a 2010 stand-up special in which Hart delivered an extended joke based on the fear of his three-year-old son being gay also resurfaced. Whilst some have come to Hart's defence, many argue that rather than step down, he should have just been fired. My question for you, Josh, is a simple one. Should Kevin Hart have stepped down? I think in this situation he's done the right thing in stepping down for the reason that he's given in that he would have drawn too much attention to this he stepped away the press can't pick up on it anymore he's basically made it a non-story and the awards can go ahead as they should 
Ding, ding, ding. End of your 20 seconds. That's the end of the 20 seconds. Ding, second. ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the official but bell. The thing is, though, I don't, I don't necessarily agree that he... I don't think he's responsible for comments made in the past. I think that's where I differ with a lot of people. I think trends mm. change. The majority of, of his comments were in 2009 and like mid 2010. It's and then when his when ago. his first special was released, he like you can search the word gay on Kevin's heart on Kevin Hart's Twitter mm. and it stopped after 2010. He hasn't tweeted the word gay since. So I think that is someone that is <laughs> I think people are being very quick to jump on him jump on him for this. Yeah. But how scared are you going to be? to change your opinion. The whole thing is that we want to change people's opinions. He clearly has, right? He's clearly yeah. decided at some point in his kind of career that actually now I've been educated or someone's made a comment to him or his family have said something or a friend said something. He's decided as things have progressed in the world, that's not an appropriate form of humor anymore. And he has naturally done that. So why then be condemned for something you've done mm -hmm. in the past? Could he not have just gone, yeah, I did used to think that was funny. I then realized it's not okay. I changed that behavior. Yeah. Yeah, completely. I think if people want him fired, they should have had him fired in 2010 from his live special. Or whatever yeah. And the reason they did when it happened was because back then they were all laughing along to it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Think what's, what's really interesting about this as well was just before he stepped down, he posted on Instagram saying he'd received a message from the Academy saying, if you don't apologize, then we will fire you. And what he chose to do in response was actually quite interesting. He chose not to apologize. And the ah. reason for that was not from the point of view of what you've said, Josh, in that times change. His point was, I've already apologized in the past. It's not my yeah, problem this has been resurfaced. I'm not going to apologize for again. something someone else has done, which and I thought was really interesting. This does, has come it does, up a few it times. It does already. align with what I've said, though, in that he's not going to apologize for an opinion that he's already changed. Yes. Yeah. And mm. something that he's already yeah. developed and been through. And, and I think if you create this world where everything you've done in the past you're responsible for and can be brought up that is a world of fear fear versus open arms and open-mindedness is always going to create an environment that's toxic mm. um, and you can't just use that when it's a positive thing when it's positive thinking that has to be applied to people that have done wrong as well and he's very clearly himself educated himself and changed his opinion on what is okay and what isn't mm -hmm. and to be fair a lot of people could make a good argument that comedy is comedy nothing is barred in the world in the realm of jokes mm. um and that stand up with his son i've seen it it's very funny i it's can laugh funny. at a stereotype it's absolutely hilarious um and he uses a stereotype for comedic purpose and i think for me personally that normalizes something for me mm. um as opposed to reinforces those stereotypes um, so I think he's done everything he can. I do find it fascinating that he has received that message and gone, still kind of apologized and said, mm. what I'm going to do, though, is step down so it doesn't detract from the event. It's incredibly... Mm. tweets have come up a few Kevin. times in the past already, yeah. I came into this sort of with the view of a very cynical point of view, because obviously this isn't the first time we've had someone have a bad joke and then mm -hmm. step down in inverted, com inverted commas, right? Because yeah. I, I see that generally as they're stepping down like when you have a job and you do something wrong you're given the opportunity res to resign rather than to go through the sort of social um, ramifications of being fired right? yeah and I, i'm very cynical about that and i think that shouldn't really be allowed but, but you, i didn't really like 
this is James's story, and I didn't realise quite how I, I see Kevin Hart as quite noble now. I think this is lovely. I think he's very yeah. noble. I, I, I've got a lot of friends who that is always the worst way to start a I've sentence. Got a of friends. I've got with friends. anything to do with racism or no, no, it's that my person that goes. Gay, so I can I'm not racist. My best friend's black. Like yeah. that's the worst Classic. thing you can say. Um, but no, I have friends who are in. Uh, ethnic minorities and um, and are of a sexuality that is quite difficult in today's world. And if I said something wrong and their response was to be angry at me, if I, uh, the first time I did it, or do you know what I mean? Then yeah. I probably wouldn't be as close to them yes. as, as I am. They're not allowing you to make mistakes, honest mistakes. Yeah, yeah, because mm. my, my base compass of morals aligns with theirs. It's mm. just that I'm not as aware of the issues that, yeah. that conflict them or that <laughs> affect them. I do think about and this I a lot. I shouldn't have to be. Yeah. I think about this a lot with, with regards to things like, um, like the gay community or the trans community, etc. Yeah. You have to, I think when, when somebody is, is sort of uh, slightly... Um, conservative towards that. You, I think you have to remember that you as a gay man or you as a, a whatever you are as whatever kind of minority, you've gone through an awful lot of thinking. You've gone, you've, you've got all the working that's got you to the point you are and then you suddenly are ready to tell everyone, well, they haven't been through that journey. They're just suddenly having this thrown on them yeah. and they go, whoa, whoa, what? That's not how I thought the world worked. I thought you were straight or I thought you were whatever mm. and you have to allow them time to come to terms with that. Yeah. If they don't, obviously, lynch them or whatever yeah. but <laughs> well i mean uh, there's a uh, you know if if someone said hey i'm not comfortable with you using that word or i repeatedly called a trans man she or do you know if i was messing up like that repeatedly mm -hmm. and and i didn't change it then i would very much expect that person to be angry with me and i do try and change my behavior um i notice a lot at work at the moment i'm using they them pronouns a lot a lot <laughs> of the time and when i don't i catch myself and it's not actually something that affects me. I'm not bothered by it, but I'm naturally doing it because a lot of my yeah. close friends yeah. are, are bothered you about it. You did it with me just then when we were having a tea. Yeah, um, I, I was did. like, oh, because my mum's got a new partner and you said, oh, what's he like? Or what's she like? And I, I corrected I myself. I, really, I thought, I thought, I thought oh, I'm really sorry. It was really sorry. nice I, that you said like... Josh, you transformed into your new evolution. Uh, on Pokemon. <laughs> stage. And, yeah. and the other thing about this is, um, and James, you can probably shed some light on this maybe, but like I would be of the per the personal opinion that comedy's done a lot to normalize people of different colors, people of different sexualities and make it a more real real thing but if i can take make make a joke out of something i normalize with it more personally yeah. i think comedy's done a lot for gay people and for bi people uh, lesbian yeah, yeah. i think comedy mm. has done a lot in that mm. regard i think my experience as a gay person i went through so much like confusion and well not confused maybe that's the wrong word but so much uh it's been like like luke said it's been a long journey of like sadness and depression and oh what what the hell's going on how am i ever going to come to terms with this and then seeing it represented in comedy makes it to me it makes it okay to laugh at and i don't have to take myself so seriously anymore yeah because mm. i'm pretty sure uh, if there was a rule that you can't make gay jokes in comedy yeah, yeah. would you not have more of a problem with that yeah yeah yeah, actually, in it's a way, all yeah. about whether you punch down or you punch up. Yeah, if you're if you're punching down at somebody, it, it being gay is the butt of the joke in a negative way. I think often it depends on the context of the jokes, but yeah. for example, from, in, from in, what in the I've example of like, for example, Kevin Hart talking about his son being gay as a potential, 
that you can see that in a not a positive light. I'm not necessarily defending that, but you can see that as a, if you're if you're a father and you want your child to have children, you can. That's that's probably quite a difficult thing. This is probably yeah. a genuine insecurity that Kevin yeah. Hart has maybe yeah. had and like gotten gone through. Because what's the purpose of having a child at the end of the day? Pass your genes on. If you have a child that then won't pass those genes on, which obviously in the new world, gay people hopefully will be able to pass their genes on. Yeah. But in that in that moment, it must be quite a scary thing for the bits of you that don't understand. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I'm not going to have chil- uh, grandchildren. Grandkids, yeah. You do feel like you've lost something. And also comedy evolves in... in, in uh, well, I think even now when I hear something about jokes about women being at the kitchen sink and things like that, I'm like, that is so boring. Oh, it's That's so not old, funny. Though. It's not relevant. <laughs> although, I just laugh although... at it because I just, I, I just, I know it's not funny. That's yeah. why I laugh at well, it. Well, there's a big movement on, uh, on not to plug TikTok, <laughs> but there's a big movement of t- on TikTok of girls making that of joke, women making those and jokes. they find it hilarious. It's like, quite funny. Hey, gamer boys, don't worry, I've made you a sandwich. I'll I get back that, in the kitchen now. I find that more funny because it's not a paid comedian who's <laughs> written out a show and then gone up on stage in front of. Yeah, if a paid yeah. comedian did that, I'd be like, you're not good at your job. Yeah, this has been, this has been done. Yeah. To be fair, funny. though, I do feel really sorry for celebs that have like old tweets come up and haunt them. Yeah. Yeah. I just think people are fishing online for something to to bring someone down. And yeah, I do think he did the right thing stepping down, but he, uh, he made this joke in 2010. He's educated himself since then. Josh, at the start of this story, I'm sorry, we do have to move on, but at the start of this story, you had this to say. I think in this situation he's done the right thing in stepping down for the reason that he's given in that he would have drawn too much attention to this he stepped away the press can't pick up on it anymore he's basically made it a non-story and the awards can go ahead as they should yeah he's done the right thing i think i I agree with that but i don't think you know in 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 the purest like ideal world he shouldn't have had to have stepped down i believe i hope he gets something else from from this i mean he if will he's done be, the good thing i think he will because of how he's acted mm. all right well should. you can let us know what you think over on twitter and our polls at educating josh it is time for the second story of the week and that is james's story my story comes from the mirror and the headline is campaigners want pokes fairy tale of new york censored over homophobic lyric these are the three things you need to know. Campaigners have called for the homophobic slur faggot to be banned from the Christmas song Fairy Tale of New York. In a statement from Shane McGowan, the Pogues frontman, he said the word was used by the character because it fitted with the way she would speak and with her character. She is not supposed to be a nice person or even a wholesome person. Her dialogue is as accurate as I could make it, but she is not intended to offend. However, the debate brings into question how we deal with cultural shifts and how we should address problematic art from the past. My question to you, Josh, is should we censor the word faggot in the fairy tale of New York? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. Um, absolutely. I 100% think that that word should be changed. Um, I Times have changed, and that word means something completely different now, and does nothing for the song. Changing it would deteriorate it. All right, what do you guys think? I have a feeling James is going to massively disagree on this one. Well, not massively disagree because I'm actually kind of on the fence about this mm. because I think there's two really loud opposing arguments that I think are wrong. I think are both slightly wrong in their own way. So uh, the the big outcry is that this word should be banned because it's just because it's just offensive and some people have had it shouted at them in the past, which of course is awful and it's a bad word that no one you know. I'd rather it not be used against anyone, but yeah, um, I'd rather I am of the opinion that 
uh, I, I quite, in, I don't encourage people to use the word around me, but I'm okay with it because I don't want, well, reclaiming words is like kind of empowering or whatever mm. I find. The way that the word queer used to be used against gay people and now it's reclaimed and it's fine oh. now. People use it like and it's that. a fine word. At the same time, the word, it, the word I think in the song has two interpretations the old meaning of the word faggot and the... Which the, is... What's the old meaning? The old, the old... Well, there's kind of been a couple. It used to mean a bundle of sticks, which then... How which, did they intend it? What did they intend it to mean in the song? Well, this is the thing. Some people are saying that it was intended to be used uh, in describing a lazy person, oh. which is how it used to, which is how like it used slut. to be. Like slut. Slut used to mean lazy yeah, person exactly. as well. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly it? like that. But that was used in... I've kind of like traced back the word researching for this well, my, and that was used in the 1800s whereas but, this song was released in 1987 yeah well there's one the singer that the act the, the singer that sang it never said the word live yeah she refused to say it really yeah so I she herself wouldn't sing it um uh, but it's been recorded that way it's how it's played the thing that i find uncomfortable with it is when i'm in a pub or a bar mm. and it's being done this for karaoke or sung mm. that line is shouted by every person in the building the big thing it's, the other it's, big it's thing. a lot of people's favorite christmas song probably for that line probably for that yeah, reason for that line like, and the thing that makes me uncomfortable know. is people hide behind the argument that oh it had a different meaning and it, it yes, means there's other things how often but people, people love but exactly people know people what it means give now a shit about and people, and this people really annoys me because who cares who cares if you have a million people and a hundred thousand of them are offended and all you have to do is change a word in a song, re-record it with a new artist, someone that sounds similar and drop a line in and a hundred thousand people don't get offended. Why are you so bothered about not changing it? Because they want to be able to say it. Well, a I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with that in the point from the point of view of like, we don't own that song. The song exists as it exists. If you want to continue playing it, it's not really our our decision whether we go yes, and modify if you're it. hurting well a lot of people yes what is your argument for not changing it because if it's just uh, you're ignoring the situation i've recorded it i've said it it's fine whatever then you're just ignorant my argument for not changing it or my argument for sort of uh, having been this is a little bit of a tangent but having been bullied um relentlessly during my school years mm -hmm. it's not i don't think that a solution the solution to bullying is to tell people to not bully. Yeah. The real solution to bullying would, was for me to become stronger so the bullying doesn't affect me. And that's that's not a nice thing to hear, and obviously people get hurt by this. Now, on what you were saying there... Yeah, no, but to go back to that, I don't agree with that, because you're then saying that this stuff exists, expose yourself to it and become stronger, and I don't agree with that. I, I agree. I think that some some things are hurting people and if it's something that is probably one of the most popular christmas songs and once a year you have to hear that hear a whole room full of people sing it the loudest yeah. part scream it i don't that, know i, I agree, agree yeah. with you Luke, i mean this, I, I think you know if you can't change something just change the way you think about it yeah and, and which, it's a that, song but, yeah. it exists it's going to be played where does this if you if you're going to start changing words in songs from however many years ago is it 30 years ago it were Where does it, when does this end? Yeah. What, how I know I but again I mean but the songs have been changed. Um, oh, are you aware of there's a nursery rhyme? Are you aware, are you aware that Barbar Black Sheep? Barbar Bar Black Sheep. What's it changed? Barbar Black Sheep. Barbar Rainbow Sheep. Because yeah. <laughs> but everyone at the time that that was because happening Barbar, oh, that because Barbar Black Sheep was uh, apparently uh, related to the slave trade. 
Okay, right. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, that's different. But, yeah, but that, that's different because um, context is important there because it was deliberately a racist thing. Yeah. But whereas the the pogues aren't saying yes, we were deliberately being homophobic here. That I would think, be a different thing. In which case, don't play the song. But I think they were deliberately be, using. But what would be wrong with way. the pogues going? Oh yeah, we've realised this means something different. In well, this that's day a different thing though because they haven't done that. Why? Well, I don't know, but they have, because I assume they don't intend this to be a homophobic thing. I agree with you in a sense that they have every right to not change it. Mm. I just don't agree with their reasons. I don't understand. It's not a precious thing. It's not a staple of language. It's not, you know, maintaining cultural, like, integrity. It's nothing to do with that. There's no reason to defend it. But imagine if they did change it, wouldn't it just call wouldn't it just add more like fire? Imagine all the people for on Twitter about, that were for like for about a year and then people, and then people would, would learn be the new over song it. and people would be over it. Okay. And then the people that still persisted in shouting out that during the time is cuz I I remember uh 10 15 episodes ago hmm. uh, I defended Eminem's use Eminem of it. Eminem used right. in his new album in his song and because he's a if you don't like that kind of music, you don't listen to it. That music okay. is intended to it's hurt. It's intended to hurt. It's right. intended to insult. cause offence and insult. Whereas... This is a Christmas song. I don't think that's what the Pogues are trying to do. Oh, no, they're not. What you were saying there, Josh, is one of the things you said earlier was you said that you're in a bar and these a bunch of people shout it. And if you were a gay man who's mm. sort of still struggling to come to terms with it, I don't necessarily think, as I, I, I was a bit harsh earlier and said, like, just... But deal with it, right? That's I'm obviously being a little bit over harsh. But I don't but think that's necessarily wrong. I, I don't necessarily think that when a bunch of people go, you cheap, nasty, yeah. I'm not necessarily going to say it. Yeah. I don't necessarily think, I think they probably have a little bit of latent homophobia. But I think that the, the want to do that is really just the, the whole year they're told you can't say this word and they're just sort of having a little mini rebellion. It's and a context going, in which they can get away with it. They just, so no, no, you, but I don't so think then, from a homophobic point of view, just because it's like, it's fun to rebel. It's like when people speak so you think the, we should be able, so in that sense oh, you think uh we should have the n-word when you can read it out like if you're reading to kill a mockingbird and the word comes up you can read it yeah i think that's a if the if the context is context. important it already exists yes all i mean is i don't think that when people most people when they go you cheat and shout it and they're excited about saying it i don't think necessarily that that comes from a point of view of homophobia it comes from the point of view of loving to be a bit rebellious and say a naughty word like how you say you grow up and say fuck in front of your mum, which i i am always excited about that because like oh i said fuck in front of my mum. that's so exciting uh, no i agree but also mm. their little enjoyment of that isn't worth or on par with how it would affect someone else in my mm. mind so i think you can change the word and the, I, I just don't see the argument for not changing it because mm. all the arguments that are against changing it are just technical mm-hmm. it's like excuses there isn't one that comes across that doesn't sound like an excuse I, yeah. whereas the people yeah. on the other side all they're saying is okay this great, word makes me uncomfortable but it makes me uncomfortable and it hurts me well then okay. don't play the song no, I don't it's, think it's you are, the most if you, popular if you, song if, on radio. Yes, I know, but you, you if you, if you can't come it. up with any more interesting songs, then, don't, then like that's pathetic from my point of view. I think that on whose on whose part on, on the songwriters of the world, I guess. But what I mean is 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 that I. I don't think we should erase history. That is the way that the song was. It's like when you read Winnie the Pooh and it says Winnie the Pooh was feeling particularly gay, right? Mm. You don't change that to happy because gay meant that to A.A. No, Milne. because the whole point mm. is change. I don't agree. The well, whole then write a new book. is about changing. Exactly. You don't say gay but in Harry writing, Potter because it doesn't mean gay anymore. That's writing that you change the book. It's like this, most of this and parts of this 
are correct. However, certain things in our culture have changed. All right, so Josh, at the start of this story, you had this to say. Um, absolutely. I 100% think that that word should be changed. Um, I times have changed and that word means something completely different now and does nothing for the song but changing it would deteriorate it. Uh, I still completely agree with that. I think both sides have very good arguments as to why they're right, but only one side results in less people being hurt. So I do think that I agree with that original statement. All right, well, you can let us know what you think over on Twitter in our polls at Educating Josh. It is time for the last story of the week. That is Leah's story. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Oh, okay, here we go. Um, My story comes from the Evening Standard and the headline is O2 Network Down. Customers in the UK furious over coverage problems and service issues. The three things that you need to know, Josh, are... Last week, furious O2 customers vented their frustration online as one of Britain's biggest mobile networks faced major network problems. Thousands of affected phones were simply failing to show any data connection during the outage. O2 has apologised and already set out how it plans to compensate customers. Those with a monthly subscription will be refunded the cost of two days service by the end of January. However, with it becoming the top trending topic on Twitter and with 25 million people affected, it has brought into question just how dependent we are on our phones. So the question is, Josh, are we too reliant on mobile phones? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. I think we think we're more reliant on our mobile phones than we actually are. So, hmm. Josh has personal experience of this recently. Okay. I got I got fed up of Apple, um, which isn't very popular at the moment, um, and um, decided to move away from the Apple platform. Basically, I just got bored. I wanted to have a new thing to play with. Okay. Um, and swapped over to Android. And I had two days where I didn't have a phone. And the first day was weird. It was so weird. It was realizing that I had to 
ask people for directions when I went into central London to find out where the specific shop was that I wanted. Mm. It was, it was really interesting. It made me communicate more. And also I had way more fun, like just nipping into town felt fun yeah did you have like a brick phone or anything for like emergency so I mobile had phone texts and phone calls. yeah the classic yeah so i had texts and phone calls because i think when we say are we too reliant on mobile phones i think what we mean is are we too reliant on Smart the phones. internet or smartphones Smart or yeah. yeah having yeah. data the extra so like when you're on holiday and you can't switch the date well you can have in the Europe. internet constantly yeah so yeah. i mean even in even anywhere in europe i'm all my data still there so it, yeah but i don't actually think because me and you luke have had a debate a lot of times where you see almost access to the internet and some a, a smart feature device as almost a human right and to be able to use it without worrying about data i don't see it as a human right <laughs> so you've said it's it's a requirement it's it's all, I, I said almost that it's, a human it's, right i said that it's so, become so entwined in our society yes. that it's difficult to exist without it. without yeah. it yeah and therefore for things and so like i consider it a form of poverty it is considered by by um the human rights legislation to be a form of poverty if you don't have access to it. To the wow. internet. Right. But then you talk about things wow. and still did my work absolutely fine. Okay. Could still text people. And it's just things like Facebook, I had to wait till I got home. Instagram, I waited till I got home. I took a camera out with me. Which oh, was nice. nice. That's nice. <laughs> what? Nice. Took a camera nice. out with me. I was An taking pictures. I, think... I got really creative with it. It forced me to just be less lazy. It it just you know, it became really interesting. Yeah. So I... <laughs> I think your story is really interesting to me because I actually love your story because I met you on the, that day and you were like, I've been talking to people and it's so exciting. <laughs> but yeah. I think it... I, I disagree with you on the conclusion. I think it does show that we are entirely reliant on mobile phones because mm. it changes our lives so drastically when we lose them. It does, but I think oh, you can easily function without it. That's the misconception. You can cope. You get your emails when it when you're home. Yeah. And what it does do, which is amazing, is it compartmentalizes your life. You are not constantly exposed to seven different forms of communication. Exactly. You're not always <laughs> yeah. um, like at the beck and call of a WhatsApp group. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, yeah. if you just if you just had a phone that did texting and calling, I, then you could really actually be really smart with your time. Yeah, and you could mm-hmm. be like highly productive. You know, when you read books about like highly productive people, and they're like, I do one hour of email replying between eleven and twelve. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, it, and I don't look at my emails unless it's between I mean, eleven. Be reading, and you've been reading Tim Ferriss. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. But I agree with that. That's a great way. This to is exist, amazing. Imagine waking up. Up and not checking your phone because you're not replying to what other people want from you you're yeah. like i wake up and i do my most important thing and for you that day it was nipping into town yeah and that was great it sounds kind of sad when you put it like that but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know you, you I, also- I think that i think that what i have done since receiving my new phone however is turn notifications off for most apps mm. so it still kind of limits your exposure to things actually i've started that i've always got my phone on do not disturb now yeah. So oh, does that not annoy you for phone calls though when you miss a call? No. Do you think get, we're in the middle? Because I, I get the sense that, because there's more and more people I hear saying things like that, like James has just said. Mm-hmm. And I get the feeling like we're in the resurgence of like people taking back their individual liberty and going, oh, I'm not a slave to my phone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, weird. it's like it's taken us 10, 15 years to suddenly yeah. realise what's happened. Does and that not yeah. make sense though? I think it's a really interesting one as well, because this is to a certain extent, I think, to O2 and to the general phone industry in the UK. This is the nightmare, not because it will lose the money, but because actually spending a day without your phone makes you realize how bad it is. When you mm. lose it, you suddenly go, 
it's like you've woken up and you go, oh, I can be a person again and I can talk to people and ask for directions. Yeah. yeah. And that, well, I think the problem with the O2 coverage was they did lose phone signal as well. Like yeah, they, they couldn't phone and text. Oh no, they, I think they could oh, phone no, they and could. text. They could phone and text. Yeah, because that was the only way I could talk to my business partner It was partner basically that just day. 4G and 3G though. Oh, so mm-hmm. people didn't think they could text because they had no iMessage. Yeah. Yeah, okay. no iMessage. Yeah. yeah, they had no iMessage. That makes sense. Yeah. I okay. do think, though, back to the, the question we were asking about whether we're reliant on mobile phones, mm. I do fear that we are. Because imagine, like, for example, you said, like, I went out with a camera. Well, you happen to own a camera. Five years from now, it will be quite unusual to own a standalone camera. So if you if you lose your phone or it breaks, You've lost everything. you don't have a camera. Well, I, don't don't think, I don't think there's a... anything wrong with that. But I also disagree with that because yeah. you'd still have cameras in a professional sense. Photographers would No, be... but I mean the per- the individual yeah. won't have a personal point and shoot camera. They won't have a place to listen to well, music. No, that, that, that they won't have a way to access their bank. They won't... Mm. So in terms of being too reliant on mobile phones, mm. because I think what mobile phones do in order to stay competitive is take other industries, destroy them, incorporate yeah. them into their phone, if you lose that one device, it smashes or Game it goes over. out. You lose that's true. Everything. Yeah, how many, everything. How many disposable cameras have you seen? Recently? There's, there's nothing. Literally at quirky weddings. That's yeah, it. that's it. <laughs> not, um, Josh, I'm, not, I'm not saying. Oh, like, every holiday I take, if, I buy a disposable. Oh camera my god, guys, guys, so let's pretty. buy a disposable camera and take exactly. it to the beach. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> saying there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, but to, but if you're discussing whether we're too reliant on mobile phones that that would be evidence to say that we are. All right, Josh. At the start of this story, you had this to say. I think we think we're more reliant on our mobile phones than we actually are. Yeah, I think I I still think that I can still function and use my in my day to day. I I function very well without a mobile phone. It's a weird experience and I did enjoy it and I think that's definitely woken me up to kind of using my phone less. Um but I, I don't think you should just, you know, get rid of technology or educate yourself more and spend time away from it for sure like we're we're not our minds aren't built like that so it's it's good to take a break from things too much of anything isn't good so if you just apply that to everything in your life i think you're going to live a happier life anyway all right you can let us know what you think over on twitter and our polls at educating josh it is time for the quick fire round Josh, Barclays has become the first high street bank to allow its customers to switch off certain types of spending on their debit cards. The idea is to help vulnerable customers, particularly problem gamblers, as we spoke about in a previous episode, or those in serious debt. Do you think this is too much of a nannying tactic? No, because you can turn it off and on yourself. I use that on my mobile phone. A photographer has outraged public decency by posting a picture of himself apparently having sex on the top of the Great Pyramid. He appears to be in the missionary position with a woman on top of the world-famous landmark. Do you think this is art or public indecency? I mean, maybe it would have been art if he didn't go for such a basic missionary position. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, God. (laughs) Be inventive. If you're on top of the Great Pyramid, you should, you know, be a bit more flat. Put some effort into it, guys. (laughs) How did they get up there? Amazing. How did he get up there? I mean, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, Liam. <laughs> Josh, after yet another break-in at a South London pub, The Crown and Anchor, the owner has decided enough is enough and has stopped taking cash at the establishment. Do you think it is time that we all went cashless? Yes. Why? Um, because uh, you get rid of um, uh, illegal drug laundering, money laundering and things like Fake that. Money. 
Fake, well, no, fake money and crime. People oh, yeah, money who use yeah. cash to buy <laughs> drugs and things like that. If there's no cash, it's just going to be... Imagine walking up to a drug dealer and going, hey, tap my... Izettle. Izettle, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Scan your face ID. Scan your face ID. And the good news story of the week. A mum... This is sort of good news, Producer Jack. It's also weird news. A mum has mistakenly bought a sheep sex doll for, for her son's nativity school play. The shepherd outfit was perfect, but when Alfie returned home yesterday with the sheep before his nativity play, he realised something was wrong. <laughs> Quote, it took forever to blow up. I was stood there blowing and blowing until the air reached its legs. I hurriedly popped the stopper in so that it wouldn't deflate and suddenly spotted the huge hole in the bum. Stop. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. No. That's <laughs> so, so Harry the Sun said that. No, 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 the mum said the that. Mom <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I like what that means for our producer Jack. That that's good news. I think, I, I think that it's a funny story. It's not bad. It's, news. it's very funny. Although, what website is so like? What, what would can you buy sex toys on Amazon? I'm going to find this out right now. I'm pretty sure you can because I thought she it was quite have. separated. Like, I think I, I think I've done that for a prop for a video once. I bought a sex toy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a very easy, very genuine mistake so to make. Funny. I don't think she was trying to get her son into bestiality. Like oh that, yeah, that especially be... if it's on Amazon, you could easily just buy something. Yes, I, I put inflatable sheep into Amazon, and the exact inflatable sheep that is a sex toy is oh, the cool. third result. Oh, but maybe they're now jumping on a trend. So that's. That's so it. You that, wouldn't would you think sex that, that would be a sex, you sex toy? This thing? Are you Why sure do they sell the, that? Is that the exact one? Yes, that's the, I've seen a picture of it, yeah. That's hilarious. Wow. It says, <laughs> fashion store, ladies, girls, hen night, party, night out, fancy dress, party, sheep. <laughs> I think it's all wow. the key words. That is that code? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Educating Josh. And thank you to Leah for joining us again. Yay, Leah. Pleasure. Where Thanks can people find you, Leah? Back. I'm at Leah Hats on everything. No. Hats with an S or a Z? With a Z. Clarify your brand Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and also follow at Leah Hats on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter where there'll be polls and content from each of today's topics and we'd love to hear your thoughts. We also want to hear your next stories for next week's quick fire round. More inflatable sex toys, please. Please go subscribe and most importantly, leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. This has been Educating Josh, a Studio 71 production. We'll see you next week for another episode of Educating Josh. Good. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Oh, no, 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 they're here. They're invading. <laughs> a lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.